You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, your Super Bowl preview edition. Whether Alexa or Surrey, just ask, reach out, play podcast Locked On Browns. Uh, guys, pray for your boy getting through this one. I made the cardinal sin, which I never do, of eating some McDonald's. So uh, cross your fingers. Pray for the best. Hopefully we can get through this puppy. Uh, Super Bowl preview here. Pete Smith, NFL Spins. I'm going to join us. Uh, you know, we'll break down. Uh, guys, we'll do this similar. Obviously, everything we did, the playoffs, and obviously, you know, every Friday in episode we did. Um, you know, definitely going to be an interesting one here. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it, you know, everybody who likes Sean McVay, you think that maybe Sean McVay can grow into be the offensive equivalent of what the defensive guy and Bill Belichick is now. Um, you got Wade Phillips versus Bill Belichick. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of storylines to it. Um, so you know, we're going to get into that. We're going to break it down here. Uh, Pete, just initial thoughts here before we start getting into Rams offense versus Patriots defense. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm past the point. I'm I'm ready to like get it going. Like I'm very past the bye week. Just feels so unnecessary. Come on, didn't the Pro Bowl tie you over? Oh, no, and <laughs> I didn't watch. I never watch it. Uh, I just pray that nobody gets hurt uh, from the Browns, and specifically, they managed to successfully do that. Uh, so, no, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm interested to see, you know, what the Rams can do. I, I, I get, like, uh, you know, is Todd Gurley going to be healthy enough to really do much? Is, you know, Jared Goff going to be able to sort of carry over you know, what was legitimate greatness in the end of that NFC championship game, you know, are those things going to be able to, is he going to, are they going to be able to find a way to get that to continue? Or is Bill Belichick going to do what he did at least in the first half with the chiefs and just, you know, frustrate that offense enough where, you know, they can grind things out and, 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 you know, try to try to keep the Rams offense off the field. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I think Gurley being healthy, look, and it's not a knock on C.J. Anderson, but if you can have the advantage of having two backs that can produce, that's fantastic for you. You know, kind of a thunder and lightning combo. And, uh, you know, C.J. Anderson, you know, he's felt 220, 230 pounds, whatever. Don't matter. He's getting north and south right now, running pretty well. Um, You know, Gurley is one of the top five running backs in the NFL. And, you know, if he's... I mean, you know, it, it seems NFC Championship and some you were talking maybe 75, 80. If you can get him closer to 90, I'd say, you know, you're going to sign up for that because pretty much everybody playing in this game, you're probably talking 90% at best. So that'll be interesting. But let's go, you know, and Goff, it's it's going to be, a, you know, can is Jared Goff going to start the game like second half of the NFC Championship game? Because if he starts like he started the first half, you know, uh, against the, this Patriots team, it, it could get way out of hand way early. Um, but uh, Rams offense, Patriots defense, let's get it rocking. Right, so the the big question for me is is where are they going to put their secondary? Where is Stefan Gilmore going to be at in this one? Uh, you know, are they going to try to shut down Robert Woods uh, and frustrate them that way? You know, what is Belichick going to be able to do to sort of frustrate that Rams offense? My guess is they are going to do what a few other teams have been doing to the Rams and sort of drop off uh, deeper and let. You know what? What has been Goff's problem is is get wanting to throw deep balls that he shouldn't, uh, and and getting turnovers that way. Uh, 
but that'll be that'll be interesting because obviously against the Chiefs they at least initially they they doubled Tyreek Hill but they pressed everybody and that sort of got them off track and and you wonder if they may may mix in some of that just to try to get Jared Goff off his timing a little bit and you're gonna you know, you're gonna have to do that, and definitely the bump. I mean, and that's that's the thing with Bill is you know it, it is to not get the receivers to the spot when you know a quarterback's comfortable with it, and you know that's what scares the living death out of you when you're giving Bill you know two weeks to prepare. Obviously, you know the first thing I guess you're looking for is you know uh, is taking away the pass rush, and obviously you know Jack Duffin's favorite guy and Mr. Flowers. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be the first and foremost. You got to make sure that he's not going to go in and wreck your day. Yeah, uh, but you know. The other part of this that's interesting is, you know, with with the earlier in the playoffs, the Patriots kept, you know, their, their big their big guys like uh, Danny Shelton and, and there's another one that they they activated uh, for, you know, trying to plug the run. And then they, when they got to the Chiefs, they went smaller, kept those guys out, uh, deactivated entirely um, to really focus on trying to stop the passing game and. If you if if Todd Gurley's healthy, then the Patriots are facing a far more balanced offense, and that could change some things. So, like, you know, if the Patriots stay small and the Rams have, you know, a, a healthy enough Gurley or C.J. Anderson gets rolling or both, then they can really control the ball and just sort of pound pound the football and try to control the game that way and use that to sort of get Jared Goff in a rhythm with play action and certain things. If they can't and the Patriots can sort of go with a smaller, more, you know, pass focused defense, then I think that really plays into their favor. You know, I, I think the, the best thing the Rams can do in this is to give the Patriots as much to worry about as, as humanly possible. I mean, the Patriots historically are always predicated on trying to take something away. Uh, and, and, you know, that's that that could be a more difficult challenge if the Rams are healthy. If not, then, you know, it becomes a little bit simpler. You're just worried about golf in the passing game. That is the big question because – you know, that becomes a mystery and you don't really know the answer. And the Patriots, for for as good as they are at, at planning, they have to essentially plan for the unknown, which makes things at least a little bit more difficult. And in some ways, actually helps the Rams that they managed to get through that game with Todd Gurley, you know, barely being used or, or, or and being pretty ineffective, that it sort of sends mixed, mixed signals to the Patriots and what they have to pre- uh, plan for. And that's where I'm going to come with these two names. Because, look, I mean, if they can, you know, bump the wide receivers and, you know, they can contain, obviously, Brandon Cooks deep, you know, obviously, they should know him well, uh, you know, yet another storyline within this game. Um, then you look into, you know, Everett and Higby, the tight ends. Um, these guys at times have shown success, uh, you know, similar to a lot of these high-scoring offenses. Everybody's, you know, had their chance to, you know, get their due. But either one of these guys could come in and, you know, catch three or four balls that turn into 50-something yards and turn in to be, you know, a crucial player in a huge, huge spot. Yeah, uh, I mean, and that's, you know, that's always what it comes down to is, is you know, I mean, part of the reason the the the, the uh, Patriots lost the one Super Bowl is because of the helmet catch. You know, you, you know, David Tyree makes that catch. You can't really plan for that stuff. The, the Patriots operate in a world where they can 
sort of planned for every every situation and and in some ways part of what it takes to beat them especially on a stage like this is that somebody's going to come up with a big player an unexpected player whatever that's always sort of been the the key to beating uh the patriots in the super bowl i mean that's the, what the giants had you obviously had a few special plays in that in that realm when it came to the eagles last year that's you know, in you know, for all the talk, the nonsensical talk that feels like almost like a cult, where the Patriots are talking about how they, you know, everybody's counting them out or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a cute story, really. You just imagine all these guys in tracksuits running around, uh, ready to drink Kool Aid. But in, in what always feels like needing to upset the Patriots, other than the last time they played the Rams, you need those big plays, those, you know, unpredictable plays to go in your, go in your, uh, direction with the Eagles. It was, you know, it was the throwback to Nick Foles in, in, in some ways. Philly special baby. Right. And, and, you know, and Brady it, not catching his and Brady not catching his. So somehow, some way the Rams and, 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 you know, this is, this is the, this is the type of thing where, you know, Sean McVay earns all the praise in the world is those type of change-ups in his offense. And, and what's going to ultimately happen is, much like the Saints uh, taking out Drew Brees for Taysom Hill, there's going to be some play at some point in this game where it's either going to work and look brilliant or it's going to fall flat on its face and you know McVeigh is going to get criticized for being, you know, trying to be too cute, too smart, whatever. And that may be ultimately the difference in this matchup. Exactly. I mean, you can end up taking the bat, you know, out of your better player's hands. And, you know, it could turn out that that, that one play, maybe you just needed that one. And if you're going to do it, and this is what I scream, guys, you know, all year long with Drew Brees is, why? You have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best to ever do it. Taysom Hell is a nice story and all, but whatever. And uh, Pete, just to say it, it'll actually, that David, David Tyree catch will be, 11 years to the day come Sunday. So if you want to date yourself, and I know because I was home with my one-year-old, and when Plaxico Burris caught the touchdown, it was time for Dad to go to the hospital because number two was on our way about 12 hours later. So just, you know, interesting how time flies in that respect. Um, Guys, iTunes rating reviews, uh, love them. Five-star ratings, some written reviews, they're fantastic. Now would be a great time to go ahead and leave one for Lockdown Browns. Please go ahead and take care of that for me. We'll flip it up here now, Pete, and and this is this is where it kind of gets crazy because you can kind of almost you almost have the storyline of what is what every Patriots game is. James White, a bunch of receptions. Um, it seems like they've made a a very concerted effort in running the ball, but I'm not so sure that that's going to have to necessarily be the key if they don't want it to be this Sunday. Um, look, you know, I mean, you know, the, the home game versus the Chargers, obviously weather was an issue. The uh, AFC Championship game in Kansas City, the weather was an issue. Um, it's something they've shown and they've done very well throughout this playoff process. But if you're the Rams, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to study it because that's the two weeks of film you have and that's, you know, some of the stuff you're really going over with a fine-tooth comb. But you have no idea if that's what, you know, McDaniels and Belichick and Brady are bringing. I mean, you, you think maybe they're going to make a solid effort to run the ball because they had success with it. But it doesn't mean they're going to. 
No, uh, and, and that that does become interesting because on the one hand, obviously, you know, you're looking at the Rams and going, well, they've got these two stud defensive tackles, but for the vast majority of the season, they've been a pretty poor run defensive team. They've largely been focused on... I think they were take- the most successful team who were terrible against the run, if I, if I remember correctly, yes. They're great pass rushers, and they have all this talent, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of that comes down to which version of Indomitian Sue are you going to get? Are you going to get the the guy you, you you expect to see when they made the signing that, that could take over games uh, and, and was going to be a, a legitimate running mate with Aaron Donald? Are you going to get the guy who was in the NFC Championship who was pretty, you know, much a non-factor and, and you're sitting there, uh, you know, and Aaron Donald is, is going to be the lead guy. But – you know the, the Patriots have one of the best pass blocking offensive lines in the league, uh, and if Aaron Donald is the only guy who's going to get pressure through there, that is a problem. I, I, you know, Aaron Donald is going to make a few plays. There's no getting around that. But just they have to get more than they've gotten out of Sue. They have to obviously, you know, have Dante Fowler bringing pressure off the edge. So in some ways, a lot may depend on how confident the Patriots are in their offensive line. If they're really confident, then and so far they should be, then I don't know if it really causes them to do one thing over the other. It really comes down to matchups in the back seven. And they have some interesting advantages in terms of, I actually think the Rams might be okay with, Corey Littleton against James White. Again, we talked about it after the NFC Championship. I know he got, you know, roughed up in terms of numbers, but I, I really liked what I saw in terms of, like, what he was doing and, and the effort level. It's just, you know, he was going up against a phenomenal talent in Alvin Kamara. And James White is really good. I just don't know if he's up to that level. So that actually may be the better advantage. Where I actually see the advantage from the Patriots is, is their receivers – against the Rams' defensive backs. I don't think much of Marcus Peters. I think he's remarkably inconsistent. I think Aqib Tlaib's been largely pretty bad. And the guy that stands out to me is Philip Dorsett, who, speedy guy, who just has had a knack for coming up with a big play seemingly every game for the Patriots. And this may be a game where you're sitting there going, you know, Philip Dorsett ends up with like half a dozen catches and makes a couple big plays because they can find ways to sort of scheme him open. You know, that said, I, I do think that the Patriots will at some point anyway, it may may change up throughout the game, is going to try to ride Sonny, Mich- Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead and James White as running backs and try to just keep the ball out of the Rams' hands. And that would be, you know, it would be interesting if it does go that route and they continue with the run game because it'll show maybe the respect that Belichick has, you know, for you know for McVay's play calling, for what Jared Goff can do. Uh, a couple things. Uh, and Dominic Sue you brought up, um, and I think it was Danny Kelly from The Ringer brought this up today. He actually played on the edge a little bit in the NFC Championship game, and part of his responsibility was to try and not let the back out. So you may see some of that with James White because, look, I mean, if you give the guy an open release, it's he's just a very, very difficult guy to cover with. 
the door set thing, and here's where it is. I mean, you're going to look to take away Gronk if he's on the field. You're going to look to take away James White if he's on the field. You're obviously going to put some attention on Edelman if he's on the field. And now if Dorsett, you know, defensively, if you're looking at Dorsett as your fourth or fifth priority, the guy's got enough juice, he's got enough gas that he, he can beat a lot of guys deep. And, you know, obviously a touchdown in both the playoffs came to this point. So there's a definite possibility with there. So, you know, that is, that's something you got to look into. Um, it's, the thing here, though, is, you know, and you know, with two weeks, do you maybe get a little bit more at Gronk? But, I mean, you know, we kind of tease about this a little bit with Jarvis Landry looking like a real old 26-year-old. I mean, I, I think Gronk's got to be close to 30 now. But, I mean, he, he kind of looks like, you know, like the dad who's going to play pickup Sunday. I mean, just the movements and everything just looks so, you know, just so hard and so labored. But if you saw anything from the Chiefs game is do not be stupid enough to give this guy a clean release off the line. Even if you get run over. Because you're never fighting through him. You know, if you're behind him, you're never fighting through him on any ball thrown to him. Right, and and as you've touched on in a couple of the pods we've done, he's been a great, great, great run blocker, which gives them an advantage in that end. Uh, but whether it's play action or, you know, trying to see what he can offer, I wouldn't be surprised if you get sort of a, a barometer of Gronk early, and then if he is doing well, then they'll keep feeding him and, and, and basically ride him until they stop him. Or it becomes a situation where he's largely going to be a run blocker. He's there to take up attention and and maybe early on and then late in some sort of, you know, I wouldn't say trick play, but something to scheme to him directly could come into play later if, if he's – won't say compromise, but less than, you know, the elite Gronk. The other, the flip side of this is, you know, on the one hand, they keep talking about how he's potentially going to retire and, and all this stuff because he knows his body isn't where it should be. And he's, t- you know, effective, tired of having to do so much to just to get his body right enough to play. Is he going to have, you know, Final plays of glory. <laughs> right. Is this going to be sort of his, you know, last great game? Is he going to have that Mark Bavaro running through a bunch of dudes moment where he basically wills, you know, wills the Patriots into scoring situation or whatever? The bottom line is that you can't not take him seriously. You have to constantly be responsible for him because just that threat is a huge problem in addition to the fact that because he's such a run, good run blocker, you're going to essentially be there anyway that you, you're sort of forced into it. But I think that type of pressure on the defense can can open up some offer, opportunities, whether it's like flooding the other side of the field or whatever, where it becomes like some extended play action type deal and, and you're, you're getting something the other side of the field. And, and because they have so many – weapons they aren't as good as say the rams are in a vacuum where you've got robert woods and you've got brandon cooks and you've got you know uh these other receivers it's it's guys like chris hogan and 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 guys like that but they just have so many of them that at some point it's easy to just lose one and then that's the guy who's killing you for four quarters yeah and the thing with gronk is uh you know lamarcus joiner fine player yeah you can't put him on gronk he's you know giving up seven inches probably damn near 75 to 80 pounds. So I guess it's going to be the safety Johnson. You know, that's the assignment you're going to have. 
um, you know, Fowler, Sue, here are two guys that are going to be free agents. Uh, you know, Sue obviously going to look for hopefully you know, another one year deal with a big payday. Um, you know, as Pete was mentioning, you know, he's out there, doesn't ever seem to be doing much. You know, does Ndamukong and Sue turn it on and you know solidify himself for that next one year deal for you know seven, fi- you know, eight figures, whatever it is. Um, you know, uh, you know, Fowler, uh, Dante Fowler, uh, you know, here's a guy, obviously, you know, he's been more active, you know, production there at times. Um, you know, here's a guy that, you know, you know, everybody wants to talk about these pass rushing guys that may be available and, you know, most of them are just pipe dreams. They're not going to be available, but, you know, Dante Fowler Jr. will be a guy who's available. He goes out, finds a way to give himself two sacks in the Super Bowl. It's, you know, uh, definitely, definitely a good day for him and it definitely would be a good day for the brand. So the, these are some names you're going to have to watch here. But, you know, I mean, these, you know, the Patriots have been doing this for so long. And the thing is, is there's just so many ways they can come at you. And you just, you basically have to, you basically game plan for everything and just figure out, you know, look, we're not going to be able to take away everything. And it does help the Rams because, look, you know, not everybody has the offensive potency that they do. But defensively, you know, they kind of have to set a number and say, look, you know, maybe the number's 24. Maybe it's 27. That's it. We can't. We can't let up any more than that. And look, you know, the Chiefs obviously were able to score, you know, pretty well with them. You know, obviously they were able to hang 31. You would think the Rams, you know, should be able to hang somewhere in that pace offensively as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting the way that works out, guys. And obviously we've given you some breakdowns here, offensive, defense. We're going to get to some picks here and stuff, guys. Uh, you know, some prop bets, stuff like that, MVP. But, um, you know, you look at a wager. Uh, you know, look, everybody likes to put a little, you know, a little something down in the Super Bowl. MyBookie.com. Uh, I will always re- only recommend a service to you guys that has been good to me in the past. Who you're betting your money on, who you're betting your money with is almost as important as who you're betting your money on. Uh, they've been in business for years. The online reviews are excellent. Mobile sites, simple, clean, easy to use. Open up an account now. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100%. Uh, so you can go ahead and make some wagers here, whether it's prop bets, you know, uh, over-unders on fa- over-under on fantasy points scored, uh, you know, and they have the most rewarding player perks in the business. So go ahead, visit mybookie.com, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com, mybookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. Um, I, I guess we'll we'll do predictions last here, Pete. Um, I guess we will start with this. Uh, your Super Bowl Fifty Three MVP, Pete, is. This is tough because I. I'll say Brady. I don't feel good about it, but I, the, the the part of the problem is who is going to be. Well, this is the problem. Is I feel like even if like let's say James White goes out there and has like a hundred and. 10 total yards or, or Sony Michelle has like, yep. yeah, Sony Michelle has like 130 yards. I, I just feel like that even if those guys are more deserving that they're still going to give it to Brady. Like it, it, that's the thing for me is I, I think that a that tips my pick, but B I just think that it is so slanted to give it to the quarterback that, that that seems to be where that is, and the the odds on that are terrible. But if you want fun odds, you go with some crazy crazy guys that have tiny odds at MVP, uh, like a Cordero Patterson. You get some serious money off that if you want to go, go get brave. Well, in order, and I went back and I did the homework today. So in order for it to end up even, Steven here in the pickums of the playoffs, I'll have to pick the Rams if you're going to pick the Patriots. So we will go that route, and I won't go Jared Goff. I'll go the guy who had one reception in the Super Bowl last year and then ended up getting his clock cleaned and didn't play again. So I'll take Brandon Cooks as your Super Bowl 53 MVP. Uh, just 
I think maybe at the time of the trade, he probably wasn't too happy. I mean, look, the Rams were a, obviously you know a playoff team the year before, but you know he went from basically went from heaven to you know a little bit lower level. So you know, and got you know something to prove. So Brandon Cooks, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take as my pick there. Um, now here's some fun ones. Uh, you know, the prop bets always. Uh, Tom Brady, twenty-seven and a half completions, higher or lower? I'll take I'll take the over. Just because James White's going to get a dozen. Well, that, that, that I just feel like this game is going to have a million points. It's definitely. I mean, there's if this game is played anything under the thirties, I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned. Right. I mean, it's just. Even if the, the the Patriots try to take the air out of the ball and they did it against the Chiefs, it still ended up being that craziness in the last two minutes where everybody's scoring a ton of points. Yep. All right. Tom Brady interceptions. This basically comes down to, I mean, basically the way it's wagered is, does he throw an interception or he doesn't? Yeah, I saw that with the same with Goff. I, I will say that uh, I'll say under. I don't think he's going to throw a pick in this. I'll say yes, just because he threw two against the Chiefs, technically threw three, and if they if they're gonna have a track meet, you know it could be because of the fact that they got into you know it could be because of a turnover you know led to it early. So I'll I'll go with yes on that. Um, passing yards for Tom Brady three wow three fourteen over under that's a lot. Okay three fourteen over under. I'll actually – I already got him, what, over 27 and a half completions? Because yep. uh, oh, I could – because there, there's easily a scenario where he completes like 30 passes and it's like for 280 yards. I'll still say over. Uh, I, I will go on the, the big passing day. Well, I mean, if you're liking Dorsett, you know, I don't think Dorsett yep. – I mean, Dorsett's going to be dinking and dunking. 24 and a half completions for Jared Goff. Uh, again, I'll say over. And, and there's two reasons. One, I, again, I think it's going to be a track meet. B – uh, I don't know if Gurley's healthy, and if he's not, it's going to be even more throwing. And and last, but certainly not least, if for whatever reason the Patriots get up and this gets out of hand, it's going to be nothing but golf throwing anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's you know that one's pretty much written in the stone that I would think you would it it pretty much favors taking Jared Goff in that resi- resistance. Yes. Oh, okay, let's keep on scrolling on down here. Scrolling on down here. I'll tell you what, I like that that Tom Brady under two and a half rushing yards. Uh, I do like that. I, I do like that one. Uh, I think what was Goff's? Goff's, Goff's was another eight and a half, and I yeah. go over. I think yeah. he's good for. I think he's good for one scramble. Yeah. Okay. Mine isn't scrolling so well, Pete. So why don't you rattle off a couple? Well, a couple that you like. Uh, let's see. I like. I know that the, the ones that I think are pretty good are like. Like Rex Burkhead total yards, and I think it's like 37 and a half or something like that. Rex Burkhead rushing yards, 20 and a half. I think I got to take under. He'll get he'll get like two two yard touchdown runs. That's the thing is like I, I you know it'll be weird. Like Michelle will run them. Uh, between the 20s, and then Burkhead will get down to, like, the 10-yard line and be the dude they give the ball to. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, – I will say under. I'll probably regret that one. Uh, the other one that, that I think is interesting out of this becomes Sony Michelle pass receptions, and it's at .5, and I'm totally going over on this. I think, I think anybody who's – 
going to play more than 10 snaps is going to catch a pass in this game. You would think, and, and yet that's that's the line for it. And, and likewise, uh, Michelle's rushing yards are at 77.5, which I also think is a pretty good line. Uh, and and I, would go, I would go with the over on that too. Well, you know, the only thing you would say is, well, you know, 200-yard games back-to-back, maybe, you know, they'll move away from it. But the way he's been running the ball, the way they've been blocking the run, you know, I mean, these guys are getting their initial blocks and getting the second, you know, getting to the second level and getting you know two and three blocks on one play. I mean, granted, it's a, it, it, you know, the Rams should be a, a different animal, but they are susceptible to the run. I mean, a lot of it also comes down to look, you know, Aaron Donald really hasn't created much noise in this playoff run for this team either. Right, but it, my my logic on this is pretty simple. This is this is why they drafted him. It was for this game. Like this whole, you know, we talk about everything else with, with the Patriots. They drafted a first-round running back who's been very good for them when he's been healthy, uh, has been great in the playoffs. It, look, they, whenever the wheels fall off the Patriots, it ain't gonna matter what anybody else is doing. So they're gonna they're gonna ride this dude until, you know, until they get his Lombardi out of it. That's the whole. That's why you, you know. That's why you do it. All right, give it, give it off the wall one here or two. Oof, off the wall. Well, the other one I was gonna go with. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, the other one. Yeah, Philip Dorsett receiving yards thirty-two and a half. And obviously, I'm going over on this, but that is another one where it basically feels like you are either expecting he's going to make a play or two, or you're not. Well, and the thing here, and this is the tough one, is is because you know if this game goes like we think it could go, he could have one reception, one reception for thirty six yards and a touchdown. Right, exactly. That's 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 the point. Is like you're basically saying, is Philip Dorsett going to make one play? Because that's basically the only type of play he tends to make. Yeah, I mean, you know, even I mean, because even you know, the the two were you know almost red zone ish, but you know, you don't say, oh yeah, we're in the red zone here, man. Let's make sure we're you know doing everything we can. To stop Philip Dorsett, I definitely think there would be a field, you know, a field position flipping play for Philip Dorsett. So, you know, I, I would, you know, go to my head. I'd say you have a two reception, fifty yard type of day. The 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 other weird prop I saw was the first player to score a touchdown will have a number twenty six and a half over under. We'll have a jersey number. A jersey number of twenty six and a half over under. Okay, well, let's see. I mean, I basically, so, I mean, this is all boiling down to, I, the way I'm thinking about it is, is either, oh, oh damn, wide receivers. Edelman is, has a small now number. Now the wide receivers, almost every wide Brandon receiver. Brandon Cooks has a small it, number. So does Robert Woods. That excludes C.J. Anderson. It excludes Todd Gurley. It only brings in a play for the Patriots, running back-wise, Sony Michelle. There's a, always possibility of the Tom Brady QB sneak. <laughs> I know it's just it's just a wonky bet. But that's I'm what going they over. Yeah, so am I. Because I mean, for me, if you told me, if you asked me who I would think would score the first touchdown in this game, the way it's been going, you'd say Sony Michelle. Exactly. That that that's basically where I'm at. And that's uh, is his one. is his number twenty eight or is He's, it? He no. White is James White's twenty eight. Okay, Sony's twenty six. So that's the other option. It's ba- the line is basically right in between uh, the backs, and it uh, and it rules out Burkhead. Because he's thirty-four, so it rules him out from you know the uh, you know the vulture grabbing touchdown takes him out of the equation. 
Yeah, yeah, because if you had asked me who'd be the first person to score a touchdown in this game, I'd say Sony Michelle. That's why it's 26 and a half, because Tony, Sony Michelle is 26. Because you, you could go. bump it up to 29 and a half. You could bump it up to 30 if you wanted to include Gurley. And C.J. Anderson wears 35, yeah. Yeah, those... Because uh, you look yeah. at it this way. If you take 26 and a half and under, you get Edelman, you get Hogan, you get Dorsett, you get Woods, you get Cooks, you get Sony Michelle, you get both quarterbacks. Yeah, you. you I mean, if you're going to bet this, you would absolutely have to take the under jersey number under 26 and a half. Anytime to score a touchdown, James Devlin. If you go yes, you're at plus 500. No, minus 1,000. Um, when's the last <laughs> time James Devlin scored a touchdown? I'm, it, it had to be one of the playoff games. I, I feel like that was recent. I thought I, I know I remembered a big swing route or, or a wheel route. I don't remember if it was the Charger game or the, or the Chief game now, but I know there was a wheel route, and everybody had some good laughs on that one. Uh no, James Devlin is not scoring a touchdown. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like those are those are the injuries. Like I, I always, it, it, I, I'm a giant coward when it comes to gambling. But the the ones where like tiny yards for like fullbacks and stuff and quarterback rushing into those those are the ones I'm a fan of. Oh, absolutely. You know, it adds a nice mix to it. Um, I guess then that you know, I mean, I, I think it's obviously pretty written and sewn in here. Obviously, with MVP predictions. Uh, Pete, who walks out of Atlanta with the Super Bowl? 53 title. I mean, I, I've been betting against the Patriots and getting it wrong. So my big thing here is twofold. A, I the experience matters so far as it affects Jared Goff. And my worry if I'm the Rams is that they get too high too fast. The adrenaline essentially rushes out of them in this, you know, late in the second quarter and then in the second half late in the game, and the Patriots just sort of outlast them. Uh, the flip side of that, or the other the other point of that is just the fact that I think the Patriots have more ways to sort of beat the, the uh, Rams defense than I think the, the Rams do with the Patriots defense. It, everything on this pick basically rides on how, how good you feel about Todd Gurley. Right now, given what I've seen, I don't know that two weeks is making enough to difference. So that plays a big factor for me. But I think with Belichick and everything else, he's going to be able to get Goff to make – Goff may be great in this at times, but I think Goff will make enough mistakes, whether it's a fumble, whether it's a costly interception or something, where the Patriots will be able to take control and, and win. Yeah, because he's got those small hands and it's hurt him so bad to the fact that he's not gotten to the Super Bowl. Um, the way you look at it here, and you know, and look, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams as winning the Super Bowl. But if you're going to look at this, you know, from Bill Belichick and from the Patriots side, and you know, this is maybe where some of the underdog, and you know, and look, and a lot of it is, is we're just done. As, everybody is done seeing the New England Patriots. I mean, we've talked about this. It's been gone on forever. Um, Gronk, look, I mean, you don't know how much he has left. And Tom Brady can say he's going to play two or three more years. Um, he's not much younger than I am, and I'll tell you right now, a you know from month to month, from a season to you know from winter to spring to summer, your body just slows down. And look, he's a world class athlete. There's no doubt about it. But but if you're New England and you're Bill Belichick, you're realistic about these things. And you know, look, this 
maybe this could be, and this is the way Bill Belichick is wired. He's not looking for the next two or three years. And when he says we're on to this and we're on to them and we're on to them, he truly does mean it. So, you know, in his eyes, yeah, this very well could be, you know, the the final Super Bowl appearance for him and, and this dynasty. So, you know, you understand it and everything they're going to bring. Um, I, I think McVay has just got, I think he'll have enough on offense. And, you know, and obviously whatever happened in New Orleans, you know, however they ended up getting here, obviously, do you know, a bad call involved or whatever. But he's got enough there. And, you know, as much as, you know, he's young and, you know, maybe, you know, he isn't as fantastic, you know, if we're going against Bill Belichick, I just don't know. Because I, I think with two weeks and you, when you listen to this guy talk and he can take you through a four-play sequence that was in week three, I mean, you understand you know, the, the work ethic and the legitimacy of this guy is there. You know, I'm, and you know, uh, you know, for with this, obviously, two great kickers. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, so that, that always comes into a factor. But if you're gonna, uh, you know, I, I'll take the Rams and I'll take the Rams in like a, a 41 to 38. And I got news for you guys. Don't plan on it being a short one because uh, it, it, it's going to go on for a while and a long while. Oh, no, no, no doubt. Between commercials and replays and everything else that's going to juice this thing. And Maroon you know, 5, I'm telling you right now, there it's, you know, if you're telling them it's nine minutes, it's going to be 13. So by the end of this, Tom Brady may be 43 and, <laughs> this, you know, the, the, they may talk about whether or not he's going to retire during the game. Uh, Hell, his son yeah. may take over by then. Right. So, you know that, and that—that's the other part of this that I, you know, you, you don't know how that's going to play. Obviously, the Patriots have the advantage of having been there, but at the same time, like I talked about earlier, if you get the adrenaline going and it drains out of you, this does sort of allow the possibility of the the, the Rams sort of finding a second wind, which is what happened with the Chiefs last week, which was sort of unexpected. Is that they would, uh, the Patriots effectively were hanging on. Uh, in that game, as opposed to really finishing it, uh, and and the opposite may be true true in this one. Yeah, and that is one obviously one advantage the Patriots have is is they do understand that this is marathon and not a sprint. Where you know, hey, the Rams. I mean, if you shoot all your shots in the first, you know, twenty five minutes of play, that's fantastic. But uh, if you're going to give Bill and company and Tom Brady thirty five minutes, you know, it could come back to bite you in the ass. Guys, uh, I guess that's going to put a wrap on it. Uh, you know, Pete Smith's work over at NFL Spin Zone. Uh, you know, this has been your Locked On Browns Super Bowl 53 preview. Uh, go ahead, uh, follow the Twitter account for Locked On Browns. As you all know, we keep it a follow back account. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll probably definitely have another show out before then. Uh, you know, we'll definitely get to recapping that. Um, you know, January, guys, uh, the downloads were up 200%. Um, amazing seeing as there was not a Cleveland Browns football game in the month of January. So can't be more thankful for the support, guys. Uh, like I said, it's not going to be, you know, it may be the offseason, but it's not going to be the offseason around here. Just going to keep working out, pumping out great content. Uh, you know, definitely differentiate with some you know, guests here, do a little different things. Uh, obviously, you know, we had uh, Bree on the other day from uh, Big Play, just trying to do some different things and have a little bit of fun here as we're getting, you know, filling some shows. And, you know, and every, you know, we'll still talk Browns, but maybe slip in some other topics that we're all, you know, dealing with in life or whatever it may be but you know whatever we got to do here because look i mean right now everybody's looking at their watch and saying all right get me to the draft you know get me to camp and let's get back to preseason football because that's what we all want of course i agree and and 100 percent lgb on the lob let's go browns